0: After Liverpool 3, Leicester City won because this team doesn't know how to win a game by any other scoreline. Uh, the, the fourth 3-1 win in a row, three of which they've managed to go behind. They went behind early in last night's game. Casey Mcateer scoring on three minutes. I think there was a foul on Costas in the build-up, but maybe he's a little bit too weak there as well. I saw a lot of criticism for Costas last night. Thought after that, he bounced back fairly well and had a good game overall. Um, But we went behind and we stayed behind until a half time. But we should have been 3-1 up by half time. Conor Cody clears one off the line. Ben Doak misses a sitter. Jota misses a sitter. We were all over them. We were fairly rampant which was impressive considering we were quite sloppy as well. We were a little bit disjointed. We had a new defence. Curtis Jones played right back and captained the team. Eboo and Gerald Kwanzaa was a new centre-back pairing. They looked pretty good together, it must be said. And Costas at left back. Kelleher and goal, obviously. Midfield was Elliot Endo, Gravenberch, the same midfield that had played against Lask. And like against Lask, a ropey first half where things just weren't coming off for them and a much better second half. And up front, it was a new attack as well. Ben Doak on the right, Cody Gakbolt through the middle and Diogo Jota off the left. And the first half was frustrating because we got ourselves in good positions and then the final ball would let us down. Or we'd get into even better positions and the finish would let us down. Or Conor Cody would clear one off the line. So we really should have gone in at half time, three one up. But we come out in the second half. It's really good work from Gravenberch on the edge of their area. Shifts the ball from his right foot to his left foot and instantly plays the pass with his left foot into Cody Gakbo's feet. Good touch, good swivel, and a really nice finish, and it's one one. And from there we should have scored a couple more. Again, we continued to be dominant. They made some changes, and then we responded with some changes on 65. Darwin and Dominic came on for Gravenberch and Ben Doak. And within five minutes, Dominic had made it 2-1. And what was funny about it was the five minutes between when he came on and when he scored are probably the worst five minutes he's had in the Liverpool shirt. His passing was a little bit loose. He stood on the ball at one point. And sent it skewing off to the side. And then I, I don't know how to describe this goal really. We do well to win the ball back on the edge of their area. Endo plays a nice little disguised pass into Dominic. He controls it, touches it out of his feet. And then he steps onto the ball. And it's one step. Like he's not running onto this ball. He's not taking multiple strides. It's one step onto this ball. And it might be the best struck shot I've ever seen. Like this is prime Gerard, prime Michael Ballack. Think of the guys that struck the ball, the purest that you've ever seen. And this is right up there with any of them. This is outrageous. This is rude Hullet, late 80s rude Hullet when the ball would just explode off his foot. It is a phenomenal goal. 21, 22 yards out. You could have put five keepers in there. They weren't saving it. And what was, what's crazy is there's a couple of different angles, but when you see it from the side, the ball bursts off his foot. And about halfway to the goal, it seems to get this second propulsion Almost like you know when you see like a rocket take off and then there's that there's that first burst that lifts it and then that second burst that fires it. It was like that. And it would have it would have done damage to somebody if it had hit them. It really would have. It is genuinely one of the best struck goals, or if not the best struck goal I've ever seen. Like, there's only three guys I can think of. Balak, Gerard, and, and Hullet. That could strike a ball that well. And it's like, you get guys that can obviously curl a ball. Cristiano scored one like this. A little bit further out. Uh, I want to say it was against Porto in the Champions League. But it's that level of of shooting power. But there's just something different about when Dominic does it. You trust it more. Like Cristiano's could have hit the corner flag. The next one that he took probably did. Dominic's, you feel like he's going to get them on target. Now he's got two goals for us. And they're both exceptional. They're both from outside the area, one with either foot. I mean, you consider how much we've been lacking a long-range goal threat. Other than Ox in the Klopp era, it's a really nice addition. Like, Ox isn't as talented as Dominic, but he has a lot of similar traits. The power, the drive, the work rate, the pressing ability, the counter-pressing ability. Ox had all of that when he arrived first. He just couldn't stay fit. And then he obviously... He got fit, had a decent run, and then his knee exploded. And he was never the same after that. But it, it's almost like Dominic is Klopp's redo on Ox, but a better version. That goal is unbelievable. Um, I don't know how we didn't get another one shortly after. We had the had headed chance. That might have been before it. I might be mixing the timeline. But Gakpo had a headed chance. It's a really good save. Then there's a bit of a scramble and somehow it doesn't go in. Harvey misses a decent chance, just can't get the ball out from under his feet and get a shot away when in close range. Um, But then there's a bit of a scuffle on the edge there. Box, Harvey manages to dig the ball out with a kind of a, a, a sliding tackle that's also a pass. And he lofts it out towards our right wing, their left back spot. James Justin is in control of the situation. Gerald Kwanzaa goes over and leans on him a little and Justin falls over. And he'll claim a foul, but I, you need to be stronger there. And Quanza from there, it's just really good play by any 20-year-old, let alone a centre-back. He picks the ball up and he drives into their box. Doesn't look to shift it off. Drives into the space that's available to him. And then he gets his head up. And he's got a couple of options. He can cut it back to the edge of the box. He can play it across in the old corridor of uncertainty. Or he can play it to Jota. And there's two balls he can play to Jota. He can play one in front of him. Where he can hit it first time. But it might get blocked. Or he can play it to his outside shoulder. Now, he plays it to the outside shoulder, which is absolutely the right choice of the four or five different options he had in that position, either cutting it back to two different players, firing it it across goal, or the two options to Jota. There's five options there. He picks the right one of the five, which is really, really impressive. Now, my assumption is when he plays it to Jota, His expectation is Jota's going to control it on the turn and shoot left-footed. And instead, Jota just backheels it in off the the, the far post. And it's really good. Now, Jota didn't have a good game, but he got a goal. And that will help his confidence. Cody had a slightly better game than we've seen recently. And he gets another goal. So that will help his confidence as well don't think dominic has any issues with confidence um overall we were absolutely deserving of the win the scoreline didn't reflect how dominant we were or how many really good chances we were oh we, we had but it felt comfortable even when we were 1-0 down it felt comfortable you knew we were going to score now look that's a championship team that rested pretty much everybody. Like, their lineup, Stoller second goal, Pereira, Suter, Cody, and James Justin. Pereira's the only starter in that back four. Nominally, they play Wood Yannick Vestegaard, and Callum Doyle with Pereira. He's not the goalkeeper either. That's their backup three in midfield as well. And it's, their, it's two of their three frontline changed as well. Casey McIntyre starts, but normally it's Vardy. Like can't think who starts the other role for them. Let me see. Talked about this yesterday. I should remember. Oh, um, Mavadidi is the other normal starter. Like Their normal team is Hermanson, Pereira, Faze... Vestegaard, Doyle, Ndidi, Winks, Dewsbury Hall, McAteer, Vardy, and Mavadidi. That's their normal team. That's what I would guess is what he will go with in the next league game against Blackburn. So they've made a shitload of changes as well. There's two starters in there. We've got two starters in our team in Curtis and Ibu. Now, Curtis is obviously playing a very different position, but they make nine changes, we make nine changes. So it's hard to take too much from the game other than we've progressed. We've gotten more good minutes in legs. Uh, Gravenberch has had another assist and and another good run under his belt. Gakpo and Jota have gotten goals. Doak and Elliott have gotten more minutes. Curtis has had, I thought, a very good outing in that hybrid role and gives presents us with another option to use there. And I thought the centre-back pairing looked really good. I thought they developed very quickly a good chemistry, a good understanding of when one does something, the other needs to do something else. You know, Ibu would step out, Kwanzaa would take a central position. Kwanzaa would step out, Ebu would take a central position. Oftentimes when two centre-backs that don't know each other play together, one of them will step out. The other one will just stay to his side and there'll be the fullback. will have to cover in, which leaves a big space down the side. But I thought we, we, def- we defended quite well last night for what we had to do. Uh, massive credit to Stefan Bissetich, who came off the bench late to replace Curtis. Queeven Keller then captained the team. So that was nice to see as well. Um, They get a counter-attack. Ball gets laid off by, I think it's Daka, to Ndidi, who's bursting into the box. Ndidi had scored in both of the previous rounds. And just as he's getting ready to shoot, Besetic comes across, and there's a a split second where he could lunge in and he probably doesn't get the ball and maybe gives away a penalty, or probably gives away a penalty. But he waits and he times it. And then he just knocks the ball from where indeed he wants it to get a shot away. It's just really well timed. It's a really good recovery run by Bissetich. But the timing of it is so, so impressive. So he did really well. And Luke Chambers got his debut. Now, he just came on for the stoppage time, which was six minutes. Came on and said it cost us. But it was really good to see another academy kid getting an opportunity and he's very highly rated. Like there's a lot of people very high on him. Bayer Leverkusen were apparently interested in bringing him in on loan in the summer. Um, he He's six foot, I believe. He looks big. From what I've heard, his best position is left side of a back three. I haven't seen a huge amount of him. I did see him once for Kilmarnock and I'm fairly certain he was on the left side of a back three there. Um, so his profile might be exactly what's what we're looking for, you know? So if we were to add whoever, and let's just say the dream pick, we'll go for Bastoni as the, the left-sided one so that we can play that back three, having Chambers as the backup in that role could be ideal for the longer term. Um, And maybe he can then establish himself and and make the position his own. But it's really good to see two young defenders from the academy. Kwanzaa has been so impressive for us this season. Look, at some point he will have a poor game. And the hope just has to be that the online fan base doesn't flip-flop on him. Because right now he's basically Virgil van Dijk you don't want them to have one bad game and become Titus Bramble in their eyes, you know? Um, We've drawn Bournemouth away in the next round, which will be a good test. I'll be curious to see how strong Bournemouth will go in that one. They beat Stoke 2-0 last night to advance. They played pretty much... Well... They've probably got six starters in that team. Zabarni, Sinisi, Kirkez, Hamad Traore, Oatara. I think you can make a strong argument that either Joe Rothwell or Lewis Cook is in their best 11. Now, that'll change once everybody's fit. Tyler Adams still not fit. Um, though he did come off the bench last night to get his first sort of run out for them. Uh, Alex Scott not fit. He's got to come back in. So, They they went pretty strong last night. You'd imagine they'll do the same for a game against us. They might even go full strength. So we'll have to potentially go a little bit stronger for that one. But the draw is actually broken quite favourably. United-Newcastle. So one of them is going out. Toon obviously beat City last night. Chelsea-Blackburn. Two weaker teams. You'd be happy enough to play. uh, Everton-Burnley, two weaker teams, you'd be happy enough to play. Mansfield-Port Vale, two lower league teams, you're happy to get either of them. Exeter-Borough, you're happy to play either of them. Ipswich-Fulham, again, you'd be fairly happy. And then West ham Arsenal. And if West Ham could knock out Arsenal, and let's just say United knock out the Toon, because they're at home, all of a sudden... If we get by Bournemouth, we are clear favourites to win this competition. Clear favourites. If we get by Bournemouth, and let's just say Arsenal go out. Arsenal will be the only team that would give you any real pause for thought. Other than Newcastle, a bit maybe, but we have a fairly good record against them. You'd like them in the semi finals. Two legs. You're going to go with a stronger team. Same with Arsenal. You'd like that in the semi finals. So we get past Bournemouth. If we could then get an easier draw, let's say we get the winner of Mansfield versus Port Vale. Um, but well, we can't because contractually United have to get them if they get through. So let's say we get Exeter or Middlesbrough. Then we'd be into the semi-finals, and then we could worry about playing one of these better teams. Um but yeah, this this cup has opened right up for us. Brighton went out last night and City went out last night. That was two of the four teams that you wouldn't really want to be playing in a one-off game, potentially away from home. Uh, on This Is Anfield, there is a few pieces up about last night's game, including some mention of Dominic's goal. Um, the under-21s lost to European opponents in the Premier League International Cup um, this is a competition that the Premier League put on at under 21 level. We'll take on Monaco, Benfica, Feyenoord, and uh, Athletic Club de Bilbao in our group. Amara Nalo, he started, youngster that came in the summer. He's only 16. Uh, Lucas Pitt also started, he's only 16. Bobby Clark was captain. Uh, Yaros played in goal. Trent Coney Doherty played. I think he's he seventeen or eighteen. Lewis Kumas played. It's a pretty young team for us. Yaros, Pitt, Miles Nallo, Davidson, then McConnell, Pilling, and Clark in midfield. Neoni, the other sixteen-year-old we signed in the summer, he came on as a last-minute sub. Um, Coney Doherty. Kumas and Musilowski started up front. Dans and Glatzel came off the bench. I'm guessing Glatzel is by far the oldest of those players. Apparently, Yaros had a really good game, which I'm guessing means we got outplayed a fair bit and he saved a penalty. What else do we have? Uh, oh, the Preston manager has given an update about Calvin Ramsey and it's positive he's at the tail end of his uh, rehabilitation work so he should be able to start training in the next while and hopefully be back on the pitch uh, by the end of October which would be great for him. Preston have made a really good start. Uh, Waturo Endo vows to keep trying after best Liverpool performance. Yeah, I thought he did pretty well last night. I, I would have said all three of the midfielders were about a seven out of ten. Thought he did exactly what was asked of him, and that's that's fine. Um if they've done player ratings here, let's have a look. Uh Klopp loaded Dominic and this seems to be falling in love, which is great. Um right, Quevine Callaher. Uh average rating from this is Anfield, the Echo goal. Foot mob stats, and This Is Anfield readers, was 6.5. He got a couple of sevens, a couple of sixes. Uh, Curtis Jones, his average was a seven. This Is Anfield gave him a nine. It's a little bit aggressive. There was no nine out of ten performance in our team last night, but, you know, uh but five point six from the readers is a scandal. Um just no. He he was a considerably better than five point six. Uh Ebu basically a seven, six point nine, and footmob stats brought his uh, his average down. Uh Gerald Kwanzaa seven point nine, so that's the highest rating. Uh eights from this is Anfield the the Echo and Go, seven point eight from Footmob. 7.6 from This Is Anfield. I think 8 out of 10 is fair. Costa, uh, 6.6. I would have said he was... I would have said he was a bit of 7. Uh, Endo, 7. Elliot 6.9. This Is Anfield gave him an 8, which is overboard. Goal gave him a 5. The lowest rating of any player. That's too low. Uh, Gravenberch, 7.2. This is Anfield Reader's brought his down with only a 6.2. Ben Doak, 6.8. No. No. And the Echo gave him an 8 out of 10. Just no. He was a a 6 out of 10. He was a 6 out of 10 last night. It's not that he had a bad game. He just didn't have a good game. He was just okay. He didn't really beat his man. Didn't provide anything. There's no final ball. There's no end product. Now, he's he's a kid, so it's fine. But let's, let's not be giving him 8 out of 10s for, for that kind of performance. Uh, Jota, 7.4. I, I, I This is Anfield gave him an 8. And Footmob gave him an 8.5. He, he was about a better 5 out of 10, but he scored a goal. Uh, Cody gets an 8. Actually, Cody got the highest rating. And again, just no. What are they adding? Like, a mark and a half because he scored a goal. He was a bit of 6.5. Let's not be, let's not be foolish here. Footmob gave him an 8.8. Just ridiculous. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, on to liverpool.com. See what dreams and Pep Guardiola-related stuff they've conjured for us today. Jurgen Klopp has found new James Milner As Liverpool gem gives eighth new role, tries eighth new role. Uh, I'm guessing this is uh, Curtis, but he played as a right back before. So... Yeah, it is Curtis. It is Curtis. He played right back before, so it's not a new role. Um, a piece about Kwanzaa, uh, a piece about Jude Bellingham talking about Sabah's last goal. Mohamed Salah can justify 52 million Liverpool transfer decision as Jörg Schmack faces reunion. I'm not really sure. I think it's Mickey van der Veen, but I'm not sure how Mohamed Salah would justify Liverpool not signing. And maybe if he makes him look bad, but I mean, he won't be going up against him, he'll be going up against uh, Edoji uh, there's a piece about Dominic we've got some player ratings let's have a look there uh, there's a piece about Curtis there's a piece about Liverpool against Spurs Liverpool should consider transfer revenge after Napoli star was locked away from Jurgen Klopp that's a piece about Victor Osman um, I just don't see us doing that personally Um, Liverpool could beat Liverpool could repeat Dominic Sabaz and Maturo Endo trick to beat Brighton to Wonderkid an exciting German Wonderkid let's have a gander Raul Paula interesting Very, very interesting. Now, he's a little bit on the small side is the only concern I'd have. But he's very highly rated. He's been talked up for a while. He's at Stuttgart. Um, If Brighton are after him, it's generally a good sign. So, you know, I'd put faith in Brighton scouting. Because they they don't miss very many. Uh, On to Anfieldindex.com. Red's new era. Endo, Captain Curtis and Zabozlai shine. Uh, Unbeaten streaks on the line. Liverpool's trip to Tottenham. Klopp loads Zabozlai's stunning grenade goal. There is a piece about the game against Bournemouth in the cup. Uh, There's a snippet from me from Raw last night about Gerald Kwanzaa. And podcast-wise, we have the new scouted for Leicester. And there's also last night's post-match Raw, which is myself, Guy, and Stephen. I joined the two boys. They obviously do the cup runs, uh, but there were one short last night. So I decided to jump in because I've been missing a few bits and bobs recently. So I feel like I've got a bit of making up to do. Um, So, yeah, jumped on that. And I had a good time with the boys. So might even do the next round. You never know. Right, that's it. That's all I have for today. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.